Previously on One Tree Hill. Greetings, Starfighters. Welcome to Red Science Films. I'm Jimmy P, filmmaker and sexual astronaut. First up, guys, please check out our fourth feature film for free over on YouTube. Just search for Little Monster or click on the link in the show notes below. This episode, I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. Daniel Mark Young of Viral Films. Dan, thank you so much for joining us on the show this week. Did you notice much of a difference in terms of like editing and sound mixing and grading and scoring compared to, say, some of your more traditionally shot work moving into the kind of the found footage genre? Oh, definitely. I think that's 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 the big sort of distinguishing thing, isn't it, between, you know, I, I want to, I hate this, using the term, the traditional cinematic movie and a found footage movie. There's like, there are certain rules, I think, that you have to kind of stick to with 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 both really but with a found footage movie it's a different set of rules and you know editing depending on how you're going to go about it you know editing can be you can you can do it the cheat way like i say you can you can throw a lot of editing in there and kind of you know use certain techniques to speed things up and speed up the process of the storytelling but i think not only because we're doing a found footage movie we're doing a found footage movie that's presented as a live stream and everything's happening in real time that made it twice as hard to get it the way we want it. You know, so there's a lot of cuts in there you don't even see, uh, especially towards the beginning. We were very, very careful about how we shot certain things, where we hid cuts. There's some in there that I can't even see myself now going back and looking at. It. I'm like, oh shit, there's a cut in there. I didn't. Even, I completely, you know. So there's there's a lot of stuff in there that you just don't see. And it's that way by design. And but then I think by the time we got quite a way into um the post production side of it and the ed- especially the editing, there were certain things we couldn't we we could cut around so much stuff, but certain things we couldn't. And so, you know, there was there was a lot of kind of your typical kind of glitching the camera out and things like that, or trying to find a sort of a sneaky way to throw to cut things together perhaps adding some kind of morph effect or a, a, a really quick crossfade that's a matter of frames that you really don't even see it. We hit a lot of stuff in whip pan. So a lot of the time we'd be like, Matt, as soon as we're done with this line, just whip the camera around. And it's like, we'll hide the cut in there. And, and you know, that always seems to work anyway. But like, there's stuff in there where it's cut quite sneakily. And it's not sort of necessarily the places you'd think that you'd, you'd put a cut. But yeah. Um, and other than that, I mean, no, I think... You know, we did. We tried to take a non-traditional approach to a lot of this, anyway. I think, uh, in terms of color grading and things like that, which again, I did. I mean, I handled pretty much all the post-production terms, uh, all that kind of stuff myself. Um, in terms of kind of color grading, we we kind of was tried to be semi-subtle about it, as to not kind of give it too much of an over-cinematic look, at least to begin with, and we saved a bit of that more stylistic stuff t- towards the end um where i felt like we could kind of get away with it a bit more um but we also didn't like so we didn't want to make it seem too kind of video-y and cheap looking you know so we kind of had to try and sort of um yeah try and balance things out that way um but yeah scoring it again like i've i've not i mean i've done music before but not for any of my films so that was interesting and again that was another thing to try and keep the budget down we knew like again music's not always front and center of a found footage movie to be fair but we wanted something in there and it was more a case of trying to find a way to do it where it wasn't obviously music because so there's a lot of 
music that's in there that feels a bit more like sound design. Um, and so we did stuff that was kind of tonal and there's a lot of stuff in there that you don't even know is in there. And, and so it's not like you watch the film and you're like, oh, that's music. You know, it's there. And, in, and then there's stuff like the drums and stuff like that that happened towards the end of the film where we get into the build up there, which is, you know, was designed to be something that's really happening anyway. So we kind of, that plays into it. Also, we had music during like the game gameplay parts and things like that. That was all stuff that we um, we we sourced from elsewhere and licensed rather than you know doing it ourselves. But yeah, so there's a lot of weird stuff in there that's really kind of like a bed of sound, um, and we use a lot of weird tones and stuff that you can't, the human ear can't even hear, not or can't hear very well. So just to try and fuck with people, you know, like we we, we threw a few things in there just to see if people would hear them and notice them. So yeah, we we played around a lot with sound and sound design and you know, passed a few things off, like, that is, that technically, I guess, is written music, but doesn't feel like traditional music, because it would, I feel like anything like that, again, that's one of those things that kind of takes me out, takes me out of the experience, yeah. Watching it, with my audience hat on, I was, especially the first time I saw it, I was definitely caught up, and I, I it, at no point did it, was I pulled out and kind of went, oh, look, there's, there's some score there. But cool. you know, when when I watched it on the second time on the um, you know the live stream that you guys did, I was very much more with my my filmmaker hat on, and I was just like, oh yeah, no, I like I like what they're doing with that. Um, and again, we we did something similar with Curb Callers on our third one, where I had a separate sound guy, and there was this bit where you know um, we effectively call it like the lifeboat moment, where there's this monster trying to get inside this white van, and these guys are locked inside it. And I was going, you know, this is the bit, Mr. Sound Designer guy, just go fucking mental, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, using sound design as a, you know, what traditionally you'd hope to kind of amp up something with a score. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, using yeah. Sound design. And yeah, perfectly done again, man. You know, like I was just really, man. really impressed. And especially, as you said, as this is supposed to be a live streaming event, so effectively, you know, real time, so much more difficult <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah in, in, in another film so again to be able to pull that off um in a, a subliminal way was yeah spot on absolutely spot on yeah so cool Excuse going me. back to yeah no worries but so going back to like found footage and, and you kind of mentioned you're a fan of, of found footage films what is it in particular then that appeals to you as as you know a viewer of found footage films what 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 do you love about them? Well, like I said, I mean, I, I, horror in general is, you know, I love horror movies, but I feel like, again, going back to the idea that I've watched so much stuff from such a young age and become so desensitized to things, I think there's a certain point where traditional horror, unless it's, depending on what it is, just a lot of it doesn't feel scary because the, the reality of the situations, reality of the way things are presented can, can make you know, a concept scarier to me. And so I do find that, you know, and I think it's one of those things I, I grew up, I, I remember watching ghost watch when it originally aired, I was like fucking eight or some shit. Like I remember seeing that and being absolutely fucking terrified. Excuse my language, but absolutely terrified. And, uh, like, no, no, ditto, man, right? ditto. I, I went uh, to bed early, which was worse, which was worse. Um, I went to bed when there was a call in about some mum 
uh, and there was a table broke and somebody was injured, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm out." I'm. <laughs> I think. I think. I. I what, what? What year was that then? Was that ninety one? Ninety two. Yeah, I would have been 12 and I, I I tapped out at that point and I probably should have stayed awake for the extra like 10 minutes or whatever because then at that point when we when we get into like possessed parky at that point <laughs> I would have probably twigged but yeah no man I'm exactly the same as you that messed me up for far too long I feel like that was my first experience of that kind of thing um, and then I think the kind of one that everyone talks about is obviously the Blair Witch Project when that came out you know, although there was a lot, yeah, and although there was like things like the last broadcast that came out before and things like that, that just kind of, that kind of shot the whole idea of found footage into the stratosphere. And you know, when that when that movie came out, I, I was I was still in like fucking secondary school, high school, or whatever, and it still it terrified me. Like obviously watching now, it's not you know, but like you know, so it it's that feeling like. Even as a teenager, I could watch most horror movies and be like, yeah, it's just whatever, it's blood and guts, it's fine, it's cool, but it doesn't make me feel a certain way. Whereas those kind of things still, you know, made me feel, oh, like that's, you know, that, that makes me feel something. That actually does make me feel terrified. I feel like I can put myself in that position a bit more um, because I feel like it's really happening. Um, and so, yeah, and, and not all found footage movies do that, but like, I love that feeling of, that might that's kind of the only thing that you know depending on how it's presented depending on how well it's done depending on what the actual you know if it's if it's really kind of like based in reality like strongly based in reality i think it can be really really effective and i think that's why when we did this we pushed for the first 40 minutes of this film which is pretty much half the runtime it's focusing on trying to sell the idea of it as really happening as much as possible and you know selling the idea of this guy who's you know falling on hard times but still trying to do his thing and you know really sort of flesh out the character and the situation and so that when we do start like you know start killing people off and throwing guts everywhere and stuff like that yeah it's ridiculous but you kind of you kind of accept it's happening because you've we spent so long kind of, you know, working to, to, to make things as real as possible. And I think one of the things that worked really well for me as, as, as a viewer was early on when it was kind of like the game and bits of it were very repetitive. And obviously it was a very locked off kind of shot. But there was just like this growing sense of dread to it. Um, I, you know, again, yeah. on the second time, I think there was, you know, a bit of sound design to that. But it was, yeah, this repetitive thing. And you had, obviously, like, you know, the comments scrolling down and all of this kind of stuff. Brilliant, mate. And and, and I think, yeah, going back to what you're saying about, about found footage subgenre, what I like about it, uh, for me, and it sounds similar to what you were saying, dude, is that as lifelong horror fans, is we kind of knew all of the tricks by that point. And the found footage thing yeah, at least appears to get rid of all of this extra layers of artifice right and you know yeah yeah of course to show you the unedited truth you know straight away with no score yeah. no and and that's not necessarily the case but it feels yeah like a much more direct line of this illicit thing that you shouldn't be watching which again goes back to us being kids <laughs> watching you know oh, yeah. horror films that we shouldn't be watching as a kid so yeah i mean i i do think found footage you know when well done 
absolutely still has that effect. And yeah, I mean, I'm not a massive, you know, um, gamer. I don't watch a, a huge amount of like, you know, streaming gaming cham- channels or anything like that. But the concept of this absolutely hooked me into, yeah, okay, why would this guy still be filming? Um, and then link it with the home invasion and then the further twist of like the occult end of the world apocalyptic stuff. Yeah, man. <laughs> it absolutely pushed those buttons, which as a jaded, desensitized horror film fan, I'm still looking for. And so it's great to see that. Um, and it's great when it's done by, you know, indie guys like ourselves. So, yeah, hats off to you. Oh, thanks, man. That's awesome. That's, it's always good to hear, like, especially from, you know, a fellow filmmaker and that, you know. But yeah, we just tried to make the best film we could. And that's all we try and do. You know, it's not easy, but, you know, um, this was something that we really worked hard on and just we wanted to make something that was very different to a anything we'd done before and b anything that was kind of already out there or at the time i mean since a lot of similar stuff's kind of happened like i said after we kind of wrote the film uh host came out which is a phenomenal film absolutely phenomenal i love that movie but it, it had some, not not so much similarities, but there's certain things that just felt like, oh, it's kind of a little bit close to what we're doing, or like, you know, it's very similar in some ways. Um, it's some ways, man, but yeah, I, I honestly, I think it's far enough, and again, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Host, um, mm. and a big fan of like Unfriended and Friend Request, um, and Searching, and, and a lot of those other kind of like yeah. desktop bounds, you know, uh, horror films. But yeah, I wasn't getting those vibes with this. This felt very much its own thing. And I think because at first it presents itself as a home invasion thing, I think that's a big part of how you're able to move away from those other films. Um, and then when it goes you know, to the next level, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm strapped and I'm ready to go. So, yeah, yeah, I, I you know, while watching it, and obviously, you know, I was aware of the, the concept at least before, you know, it, it, when at the crowdfunding level, it did feel very fresh. And still when watching the film, it still felt, you know, I wasn't aware at least of any other films, you know, um, tackling this kind of story in this kind of fashion. So, yeah, it, it felt fresh oh, to me. So, and I like oh, to think I've seen, I've seen some some horror films anyway. So, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, in terms of then shooting your, your found footage thing, another thing typical to the genre um, is you tend to having longer takes than you perhaps do on a, on a traditionally shot film. Uh, yeah, we, was that the case for yourselves? Were you rocking some particularly long, long takes? Yeah, I think the longest one was about eight minutes. <laughs> Yeah, um, and that would have been that would have been the um, a lot of the gameplay stuff. Actually, there was a lot of dialogue surrounding that, and even though we actually edit, like do like picture in picture and edit to full screen and that, most of that's actually one take. Um, it, we didn't need it to be, but we we just like let's just do it in one take if we can do it. Let's try and get as much in one go as we possibly can. It means less trying to sneak in edits and stuff you know in the long term and a little bit less time on post-production figuring things out if we can do it um but literally yeah like we we got to a point where we just we matt rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed and we're like look you know we didn't expect it to actually be done in one take but we're gonna try it and we managed to do it and he did like I think for like those, there's two main gameplay parts, and they're both they're both one takes. And I think 
for each one he did it about four times so in in a row sort of you know seven to eight minute take long takes four times in a row and then we just kind of pick the best one um and so yeah and so it's weird because actually there's still a fair amount of editing involved in that sequence and we could have easily got away with shooting it in breaking it into two or three sections or something like that and doing it that way but we just said look you know if you can do it let's just why not do it you know um so that was definitely the longest one was about eight minutes long um other than that yeah like you know we just tried to it was more about making smart decisions to where we could put the camera to cut and where it was a comfortable place to end us end a shot and you know how much physically can we do because although we've got matt with the camera and it's on a it's on a rig and that's kind of weighty there's a massive like sdi cable that's attached to the back of it and i'm attached to that with um, a black magic assist which i'm recording on because i wanted to record like the, the best output i can on it so it's like i'm still tethered to him with like this 10 meter cable and that posed issues in that you know we can have these long takes but if he moves around from one room to another i then have to be somewhere else and then chris has to be somewhere else gathering up the cable and so there was this weird sort of choreography dance type thing we'd have to do where it's like let's figure out you know, without cutting or trying to cut around the problem in post, let's figure out a way where we can hide <laughs> and just work our way around you and, and so you can shoot everything you need to and try and be behind you all the time. And so there's literally one shot towards the end where he goes back into the kitchen just before he grabs the knife. And I'm actually hidden behind the kitchen door, squeezed behind the kitchen door with the, with the monitor like this. And as he comes through the door... He turns, and as he turns, I come out from behind the kitchen door and push myself up into the other corner of the kitchen. So then when he turns around, I'm not behind the door. And it's just, it, but I had to do it so quick. And it's just little things like that. It's like, we could throw cuts in, but it's too easy, you know? So yeah, there, there was a lot of times where we'd just try and shoot the maximum amount possible until either Matt was just not comfortable delivering that much stuff in one go or we just physically couldn't but so you were saying earlier matt had stage experience so i'm guessing actually if anything that would have helped in a project like this whereas you know typically some actors may not have like you know learned all of their lines which you know would absolutely yeah. kill this um was there much improvisation on matt's part or was it pretty much he was you know doing the script as written for yeah these very long takes well yeah i mean like i say it definitely helped that he had that sort of experience behind him he's a big fan of the kind of the very minimalistic kind of stage play which this kind of almost works as um so yeah he he was kind of in you know a good choice for the part and for the most part yeah we kind of stuck to script i mean i gave him there were options. There was there was certain times when I said, "Look, treat it more of a blueprint than, you know, just like a, a rough blueprint that you can kind of build on." If there's certain things that don't feel right, or you want to say things a certain way, we'll try it and just. But for the most part, yeah, we pretty much stuck to script, and I think there's just like there were a handful of moments of improvisation. I think you know here and there where he might have forgot a line and just kind of came up with something else. But I thought, yeah, actually that works. Well, that's fine. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Or it came out better because that sometimes is the case. 
Um, and yeah, so like, yeah, for the most part, I want to say about 90% of the time. Yeah, 90% of the time, I'd say we're pretty much stuck to script and it's as written. Um, and then there's that sort of that odd 10% that was like a random bit of sort of, you know, improvisation or something that we sort of came off with, off the cuff with and just, or just enhanced a few lines here and there and just said, well, let's try that instead of how it's written and see if it sounds better. And so has this experience completely soured you on found footage films or, or would you consider working on a found footage film again in the future? Oh no, I, I actually, you know what, like as tough as it was and it was tough, um, you know, I, I still feel like I've got, I've still got a love for it and I still think I would definitely, like I said, I'm, 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 I mean, hopefully we're working on sequels at some point. So, you know, it might not be straight up traditional found footage, but there's definitely going to be within, within that subgenre, I guess. Um, you know, so yeah, no, it's not really soured my, I think it's given me a much more greater appreciation for it. Definitely. Um, I think like, you know, Going from making this, I now know, like I said, going into another project that's similar, if that's what I want to do, I now at least know that I can do it. And I, I know, if, you know, we've developed a few ways to do things now that I know will work. So, you know, it's not a case of like, that was the worst experience of my life. I'm never going to do it again. It's a case of, it was tough, but the payoff was kind of worth, was, well, I'd like to think it was totally worth it, but um that's that's for you know the viewer to determine but um you know i actually feel like more confident going into another film footage movie off the back of this than um i did initially going going into this yeah do you know what i missed what what i love doing about found footage film and then when we went back to doing traditionally shot stuff is i missed being able to mess up the image like really degrade it and get it down and dirty and then yeah. you know like there were there were times when we were doing little monster our fourth film and it was just like a traditionally shot film i'm like oh, i kind of kind of want to glitch this up now and you know pixelate it to crap and all of that and there was just no yeah. no reason to so yeah, yeah. there is there is something Although it's got its challenges, it also, in other ways, has these extra bag of tools, I guess, that you can kind yeah. of play with, which you don't get to play with in, in traditional yeah. games. Yeah, well, absolutely. I can see why there, there are filmmakers that kind of stick in, in the subgenre, yeah. and I can kind of see why they do it. You know, there is, a, there is a certain, you know, like I say, there's certain things you can't, you can do only in this subgenre and get away with and that don't you know that only enhance the actual end product and that you can't get away with on a traditional film so yeah i can totally see why people stick with it but yeah um yeah i can see like I say, they are a bit of a ball ache to make but you know like i say it's it's fun it's always yeah. fun what i I, re I remember like um somebody talking to me about it and and again being very dismissive of them and saying oh aren't they a lot easier i'm like they they might be cheaper but they are not easier they are no way easier than doing a traditionally shot film that because there are so many cheats that you can do in a traditionally shot film. you know just the joys of editing and the number of times that you know a decent score can save a scene that isn't quite working without it yeah yeah <laughs> little do these people know but yeah. there we go <laughs> i'm glad yeah. i'm glad that you're gonna have another go have a hopefully have another crack at the subgenre because as i say i really enjoyed it uh i'm a fan of found footage films as well i i feel yeah they they don't get enough love so uh yeah hats off you know to you for yeah keeping keeping the flame alive 